Hi, everybody, and welcome to a special Kate Blanchett edition of Being a 007 Movie Reviews. And the reason for this is that Kate Blanchett won a BFI fellowship at this year's London Film Festival. And so she was in town to collect that award from Sir Ian McKellen, but also to promote her two new films. The first, the Todd Haynes romance, Carol, and the second, a political drama starring herself and Robert Redford called Truth. The former is one of the best films I have seen this year, and the latter is so disingenuous as to make me angry. But I thought they would make a good compare and contrast. So to begin, let's discuss Truth. Now this, I think, is a fascinating story for people who are outside of the USA, because it's a story that isn't that familiar to us, so we come to it, I think, with neutral eyes. Of course, I'd heard of the legendary news anchor Dan Rather in a rather general way, but I had no idea as to how he lost his job as chairing the news show 60 Minutes. Apparently, this is because in 2004, he was preparing a segment for his 60 Minutes show that was produced by the journalist Mary Mapes, as played by Kate Blanchett. They wanted to expose the fact that apparently during the Vietnam War, President Bush used his elite contacts to get a cushy job in the domestic Texan Air National Guard, which meant that he didn't have to serve abroad. And even after he got that very cushy job, he didn't even bother turning up for training. So he'd basically just, you know, bummed his way through the war. And this was at the very time in 2004, when Republicans were slamming John Kerry, Bush's rival, for having falsified his military record. Now, of course, as a good liberal, I would very much want to see such a story, if true, brought to light. But I think that there is a conflation in this film between, so to say, the justice of the cause and the means by which it was done. So apparently what happened was is that Mary Mapes met a source who, if she had done even a remote amount of investigation, she would have realised, was very, very dodgy, and handed some documents that apparently proved that Bush hadn't been registering for his training. But the problem is, is that these weren't original documents, they were photocopies of, so to say, original documents. And she also has the testimony of a politician who says that he got Bush off going to Vietnam. But again, um, it's rather sketchy. The problem with the documents is that apparently if you just type what they say into Word on its default settings, you get exactly the same layout. And there's a lot of discussion in the film as to whether the exact layout of those documents could have been produced on a typewriter of the time. And we do see early on in the film that when document experts that have been retained by CBS to look at these documents are raising these concerns with Kate Blanchett's character, that she's sort of swatting them away. She's also acting under extreme time pressure just to get the, the product onto the air. But I think that there is an issue in this film with the fact that it shows her making evident journalistic mistakes in terms of how she handles the evidence and how she cuts it together. 
But then it wants us to believe that she's this pioneering journalist um, fighting for truth. And I think the film's assertion per the director and screenwriter James Vanderbilt is not what the film actually shows. I think the film shows us a very earnest woman who gets excited by her own story and that goes through confirmation bias, which is when when you see information come in, you believe the stuff that backs your case and discard that which doesn't. But of course, we all have this. As a trained journalist, you're meant to compensate for that. Now, the other thing that's slightly odd in this story is that James Vanderbilt wants us to see a very weird sort of father-daughter relationship between Mary Mapes and Dan Rather. He wants us to see her as suffering from a childhood where this abusive alcoholic father was, you know, punching her every time she wanted to speak out about the truth. And that in Dan Rather, she finds the ideal paternalistic figure who not only doesn't punish for telling the truth, but tells her to go out and seek it further. So I find that, you know, rather reductionist psychology. I discuss this in my movie review of Steve Jobs. I just don't like that kind of writing. But anyway, it is what it is. I think the weird thing about this film is that I get the impression that James Vanderbilt wants us to love Mary Mapes and to see her as a heroine. At the closing credits of this film, he tells us that You know, once the investigation into this dodgy story was done, she never worked in television journalism again. And I think the implication is meant to be that this is a very sad thing for journalism. I definitely have sympathy for her. I think it's it's an easy mistake to make. And let's face it, in the Iraqi war period, a lot of journalists have since been found out as having not well-researched stories or have come a cropper. And I think she probably did have very earnest intentions. But... The question I pose in this review is, has the filmmaker achieved what he set out to achieve? There was meant to be an heroic confrontation, the final act of this film where, you know, Mary Mapes has been set up by her company. She's been basically sacked. She's going up in front of this investigative panel that's chock full of right wing, quote unquote, you know, brackets, mean, evil, capitalist bastard. Um, lawyers and there's just one journalist on this panel that she's got to somehow somehow appeal to and you know they have this argument and that journalist says to her at one point is it too much to believe Do, do you really think that every single person who managed to get service in the air national guard who came from a good family is it too much to believe that just one of them got in on his own merit Do you really think that every single one of them had strings pulled for him? And Mary Mapes basically has to say, yes, I think every single one of those had strings pulled. And I think that is the moment of the film where she is damned from the words coming out of her mouth because it's just sheer prejudice. And prejudice is prejudice, whether it's against a minority or against an elite. And I think that is, to me, that is the deep truth of the film. And I think what's frustrating about it is not that what Dan Rather and Mary Mapes were setting out to do was bad. I think it was a story that needed exposing. But the way in which they did it, which um, wasn't thorough and didn't have integrity, undermines the liberal cause they're trying to defend. So it's kind of ironic. And I also think it's sad that Mary Mapes apparently sort of ended the career of Dan Rather in the way that she did. So I came at this film, I ha- I don't know this story before, I can only judge it from what is presented to me by James Vanderbilt, but I have to say I think that the intention 
and what is actually shown are very different from each other. And that makes, I think, a rather awkward and embarrassing viewing experience. The other thing I would say is that while I rather liked Robert Redford's performance as Dan Rather, I found Kate Blanchett almost not anonymous, but it just didn't seem to be anything of a role. It felt a little bit, she's playing by numbers, she's just playing the stock heroine, and it just didn't feel, I don't know, real in some way. And maybe it's because I was contrasting with Carol, where her performance is so delicate and nuanced and just so true. I mean, if you want to use the word truth, I think there's much more cinematic truth much more emotional and indeed political truth in a movie like Carol than in a movie like this. Um, I also think it has some of the most crass product placement outside of a Bond movie. This is a movie that I should have loved. I agree basically with the project of these journalists. I mean, I'm, I'm on message. It doesn't do what it sets out to do. And it's kind of glossy and polished, but in a rather anonymous and banal way. I think it's utterly unforgettable. And it doesn't really, sad to say, deserve your attention. Here's a little excerpt of the trailer from Truth to give you a taster of what you're in for. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my friend, Dan Rather. I'm the producer. I put the team together. We have Lucy Scott to run point. Colonel Roger Charles worked Abu Ghraib for us. Mike Smith was a researcher for us back in 2000. What's our next move? I might have something for the election. The president of the United States may have gone AWOL from the military. He never even showed up. Those parts of his file they didn't like, they tossed in a wastebasket. Do you have these documents? These really are the holy grail of documents. You've got three hours. We're out of time. Start outputting. Go! 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 Tonight, we have new information on the president's military service. Here's to a great story. Hey, Mary. These blogs are saying that the memos can be recreated in Microsoft Word. Several experts have raised serious questions. They're going to start an investigation. This is bad. They do not get to do this. They do not get to smack us just for asking the question. They want to talk to your source. Now. So that was Robert Redford and Kate Blanchett in Truth. And now on to Kate Blanchett's movie Carol, which is a really beautiful love story. Kate Blanchett plays the titular character, and she is a middle-aged woman married to a conventional husband who is divorcing her. And they have a very young daughter together. And when we meet her, the divorce is almost finalised. Um, the financial settlement has been made and they have agreed on joint custody. But Carol then falls in love with a young woman called Therese Bellevet, who she meets across a crowded department store. And really, it's Therese who sort of reaches out to her and they form a tentative friendship that becomes something more. And as a result, the husband becomes jealous of this new love and becomes a lot more hard over the divorce. And of course, in the 1950s, this sort of love affair was illegal, I'm guessing, and means that it utterly compromises Carol's ability to have joint custody of her daughter. So really, it's a love story that has to fight across an age boundary, a boundary of affluence and expectation, but also the harsh compromises that it's involving. And the emotional story really is twofold on the part of Carol, 
what will she do? Will she go back to the husband in order to see the child or will she stay with her lover? And for Therese, it's really about will she commit to this love? She's very young, um, somewhat unsure of herself. She also has a fiancé who's desperate to marry her. And will she take the plunge into this new romance? It was a radical story at the time, and I think it still is rather radical, because we don't see depictions of um, a love affair of this kind on screen. We rarely see it in books, actually, and certainly not developed in this very nuanced, sophisticated way, and with a plot and ending that doesn't punish the characters for the desires. So it's a very radical film. It's also beautifully well made. I mean, this is directed by Todd Haynes, who has certainly had his Douglas Sirkin melodramatic moments. Um, but this is also set in the 1950s, but it's far more, more restrained. There's definitely beautiful colour, and the costumes and production design are wonderful. And there's a beautiful use of soundtrack, a jazz, easy listening soundtrack contrasted with classical music. It's filmed as if everything is through dismal grey, grey snow scenes. And yet there's such warmth and colour when the two lovers come together and in especially these Christmas scenes at Carol's home. So beautiful, evocative, picturesque filming. But really what's amazing about Todd Haynes as a director is that he has specialised over the years in stories about identity and people struggling with conflicts in their identity or just struggling to work it out, as in the case of Therese, you know, feeling unsure, what is it that I want? What is it that I want to be in life? So he's almost perfectly matched to this material. And then I think it's just about the performances. This movie is essentially a two-hander between Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara. They have real chemistry. And I think it's right that Rooney Mara won an acting award at the Cannes Film Festival this year. But actually, you know, this to me is Kate Blanchett's film because she is the one who is facing the greater and more multifaceted struggle, which is, should I flirt with this girl? How is she going to respond? She's so inexperienced. Am I leading her astray? What do I do with my family? I love my daughter. I'm feeling pressure. And yet she is such a charismatic character because she lives her truth. And I think it's ironic that there is a movie called Truth in which I felt that Kate Blanchett gave a very flat performance and which somehow wasn't gelling and wasn't authentic. And yet in the movie called Carol, there is a very strong female character character who is a heroine and who is fighting for something of deep integrity and also has a culminating scene when faced with a panel of lawyers where she makes a bold statement but this time it's absolutely riveting and convincing and admirable in a way that the Mary Mapes character in truth was not. So I feel that Carol is one of the most beautiful love stories that I've seen on screen not just this year but in any year. The fact that it happens to be a gay love story makes it far more significant. And, you know, it deserves all the awards in the world. I, I really hope this gets good Oscar nominations. It comes fated from Cannes, one of the most popular movies at the London Film Festival. If you were hanging around the festival and asking critics and people who'd seen a lot of films, what were their favourites? For sure there would be, you know, some films that some liked and others that others liked. But Carol was very consistently in the top three for people. 
And I think there's also a lot of people who at the Cannes Film Festival thought that Carol should have won the Palme d'Or rather than Deepin. Now, I loved the film Deepin, so I've got no problem with Jacques Audiard getting yet another Palme d'Or. So there you have it. A fantastic movie that is Carol and a terrible movie that is Truth. Both starring the same amazing actress, Kate Blanchett. If you have seen either of these films and agree or disagree with my take, please feel free to leave a comment on the blog at Mina007. Otherwise, thank you for listening. How many times have you been in love? You're always the most beautiful woman in the room. Therese Balavat. Carol. Tell me you know what you're doing. I never did. And then it changed. She's still my wife. I love her. I can't help you with that. It shouldn't be like this. I know. Truth has a running time of 121 minutes and is rated R. The movie played the Toronto, Hamptons and London Film Festivals. It's currently on release in the United States and opens in Sweden on November 13th, France on February 10th, the UK on March 4th and Germany on March the 17th. Carol has a running time of 118 minutes and is also rated R. The movie played the Cannes, Telluride, London and many other film festivals this year. It opens in the United States on November 20th in the UK and Ireland on November 27th, in Greece on December 3rd, Germany, the Netherlands on December 17th, Sweden on December 26th. It opens in Italy on January the 1st, 2016, in Switzerland on January the 7th, in France on January the 13th, and in Singapore on February 25th. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 